This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning and welcome to the U.S. Open golf show on 93.7 The Fan. I am Mike Dodorich. It is halfway through the 2020 delayed U.S. Open. It's been an interesting two days for sure. Um, Wingfoot uh, has a very strong reputation among the elite golf courses in our in our country. Um, the <laughs> if you watch the guys on TV, you saw them talking about how it is the most difficult U.S. Open setup in all of the courses that get the U.S. Open. Well, the first day didn't exactly work out that way. Um, there were a bunch of guys who who broke par. And, you know, J.T. Thomas, um, yeah, J.T. Thomas, Justin Tom, Thomas was the leader and by there, you know, months ago to play a quick practice round they're seeing a different a different direction from the wind seeing a a um a wind that has made already difficult shots even more difficult and um there are six players under par um leader to, as i said the leader is Patrick Reed he's four under Bryson DeChambeau is three under Harris English, Justin Thomas um, are at two under. Jason Kokrak is at one under. That takes care of all those who are under par. And not surprisingly, on a course that requires very straight driving, you can't miss fairways. Um, They are back to having some serious rough five, six inches in places, and doesn't surprise me at all to see the guy who's tied for seventh is Brendan Todd, um, the, the guy who grew up um, for a while in his early years here in Pittsburgh, in the South Hills. He seems to be <laughs> perfect for these kinds of courses where you have to drive the ball in the fairway. 
you know, Phil Mickelson is gone. Uh, Tiger Woods is gone. Um, Jordan Spieth is gone. Mainly because, in all three cases, they weren't able to find the short grass enough. And you're playing with fire if you keep missing fairways because gouging the ball out uh, toward the green is probably, in many cases, the best you can hope for. Um, there's no doubt, no doubt at all that Wingfoot is a very difficult course. Is it a more difficult U.S. Open course than Oakmont? I don't know. Both pretty tough. We're going to talk to um, uh, Bob Ford, the former golf professional at uh, Oakmont, and now um, holds that post as well as, a general, as being the general manager at um, Seminole Golf Club in Florida. He's at um, Wingfoot this week as the uh, official announcer of the players as they make their way to the first tee. And uh, we'll get his his um, uh, view on what he's seen of the golf course and see how he weighs in on um, which is the most difficult golf course. Uh, I can't, ima- can't imagine that he's going to... Uh, uh, you know, saying that Oakmont is definitively um, much more difficult, but if you play it and you get a chance to walk around Oakmont, it's it's a brute just like just like Wingfoot is. Um, you know, much was made about Phil Mickelson returning to the scene of the crime where he had his best chance to win a U.S. Open. And that's the only um, trophy of the four majors that he's not won. And I think it's pretty fair to say now that it'll be the one that he will never win. Um, He doesn't hit it nearly straight enough. And you get in that rough and the uh, magical shots, the... uh, Great recovery shots that Mickelson has played over the years. They just they just don't come off as you expect them when you get into a U.S. Open setting. So he he stumbled his way around yesterday and missed a cut. Um, he was very disappointed, I guess. Um, but at least he didn't make a make a scene of any kind by uh, challenging the rules of golf as he did um, at Shinnecock a year or so ago. And um, he was very somber. He was very um, reflective. And um, he said he's going to take a few weeks off and see where where it goes from there. Um, I don't think he'll ever fully commit, uh, at least for some some years, um, to playing the Champions Tour. He'll play occasionally, I think, um, where <laughs> the fairways are much wider than the little strips of green that we see at Wingfoot this week. Um, and he could go there and play and dominate, um, but 
I don't think he's going to go there full-time for a while because he still thinks he can play on the PGA Tour. Whether he can, you know, or whether he can win, that's those are two different things. Um, it's too bad, you know. I mean, we have a couple of those going now. Um, Mickelson leading or needing the U.S. Open to complete his career Grand Slam. Uh, Roy, Rory McIlroy needs the um, Masters at Augusta couple months he'll he'll get his latest chance to complete his career grand slam um but hey uh this is not <laughs> winning a, a major is very difficult duh um and there are more players now than ever who are capable of winning a major it's difficult. It's very difficult. And the fact that, that Mickelson has won as many times as he has um, and, and has won, you know, each of, each of the other three, um, that's, you know, good for him. And, and he played very well in, in winning those. But he's had a lot of uh, near misses in the, um, in the Open. I believe it's six times that he's um, uh, finished second, which is great. Jack Nicklaus finished second a lot as well, in addition to the 18 that he won. So, will he kind of just slide off into the sunset? Nah, I don't think so. He'll he'll be back out and play. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, that we'll see him dominate or even contend a lot in in major championships. And I think the same thing might be said for Tiger Woods, who, as I said, meant, uh, missed the cut again. He was another guy who, who couldn't keep it on the short grass and paid the price. Um, you know, I, it, it is what it is um, to use that phrase that I'm getting really tired of. Um, he's there. He's playing. He seems to be relatively healthy. The back doesn't seem to be a major issue. But he just can't play well enough um, to get into Saturday and Sunday. Um, they were saying yesterday that if any of those six guys who are under par or you know, maybe you can go down as far as 15 guys, and they all have a chance to win over the weekend. But we'll see how they set the course up. The USGA always comes up with some interesting course setups. Maybe not the best, but they've been interesting. You keep looking at that wind, and if it blows and if it picks up more than 20 miles an hour, that's going to be a very difficult deal, too. Um, interesting that Reed and DeChambeau are the two leaders, uh, two of the most um, controversial guys in, in the last couple years, and um, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, DeChambeau has, has just hit the ball um, miles and miles and miles, 
and that's part of the reason he's at three under par um, in a on a course that you really wouldn't think would suit his game. But he's found the fairways enough that he's able to play the driver, you know, pitching wedge, sand wedge for second shots. So we'll see. Um, again, that's a lot of heat these next two days. Um, but there will, there will be um, lots of TV, uh, lots of uh, coverage of, of what's coming up. And while we're on the subject of TV, um, I know the USGA and NBC are trying to get as much exposure as they can on all their different platforms and, and uh, channels. But it's been, I don't know what it's been like for you, but it's been difficult at times, you know, trying to get to their new Peacock network, the streaming. Um, the quality of the picture isn't all that great. Um, but you got to keep up with where they are or, you know, you'll, you'll miss watching golf for a while while you're trying to find where exactly the golf is. And maybe that's just an old guy grumbling. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's good stuff. It's the U.S. Open. Um, as we all know, normally in, in June, finishing on Father's Day. Well, it'll be finishing on Sunday um, up against NFL football. And um, it will be interesting to see how the ratings are for that. And before we end this segment, I want to um, note – um, a success this week um, by um, another of our local amateur golfers, and a guy who's become, I would guess, pretty much the the, the hottest player uh, over the last couple months for sure. Um, Brett Young played in the um, Pennsylvania State Mid-Am down in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, and he has uh, put together a darn nice run of uh, events. Last week he ran, he won the West Penn Mid-Am. Um, did it impressively. It was It was tight, close the entire way. But Brett has, has um, he has had a run, especially winning back-to-back weeks. Um, so congratulations to him. Um, I'm sure he's going to be in in the running for the uh, uh, some postseason awards uh, for what he's done this summer. So um, pretty cool for him, and um, he's 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 had quite a season. Um, and we also have to congratulate the tri-state team in the. Palmer Cup. Um, it was held at Latrobe on Thursday. Um, Latrobe Country Club was in good condition, and, and uh, the Tri-State Pros uh, hammered the amateurs and won very decisively. Um, so, congrats to them. Um, it's 
it, it was it was an interesting afternoon. Um, they played four ball matches in the morning. Then in the afternoon, it's uh, eight or nine, maybe. And I don't have it in front of me. I think it was nine, maybe nine or ten singles matches. And, you know, you one of the traditions sort of um, in this, um, I have covered you know, a whole lot of them, not all of them, but a whole lot of them. And what we've, we've done over the years is um, Doc Giffen, Arnold Palmer's longtime um, uh, assistant, he likes to come over and watch. Uh, the, the singles matches bounce around here, you know, here to there. And he did it again this year. He came out and we rode in a cart and went out and watched the um, uh, the, the action. But the cool part was as soon as players saw us, you know, stationed wherever, where, where they could see us, I think pretty much every one of them came over and shook hands with Doc, thanked him and the club for having this event again, and um, uh, it was it was very nice for Doc to get that attention. Uh, at 91 years old, he's still out there. He loves loves the game, still tries to play it, and um, I think it was a great afternoon. Uh, not only for the tri-state guys winning, but for that that interaction um, with the younger players that you know who introduced themselves, and uh, for you know some renewed friendships with um, people that Doc has uh, interacted with over the years, um, and um, that just was pretty cool. That was one of those you know. Away from away from the action, outside the ropes. Um, if, if there were were ropes, but there weren't. Um, so, uh, thanks to the Tri-State and the West Bend Golf Association for putting that competition on. It's it's always um, very cool, and it was it was fun this year, even though the score was a little uh, little lopsided. So. I wanted to get those local things in before we move on, and it's time for our first break of the day, and um, we're going to come back and talk to, uh, as I mentioned, Bob Ford, and we'll get um, get some viewpoints from the guy on the ground at uh, Wingfoot, and we'll do that right after this break. We have a 2020 sports update, and we'll pay a few bills and be back. You're listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan.